Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Possibility. Paul, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back on the podcast today. How are you doing? Good, Adam. It's always fun catching up with you from my friend from the other side of the pond. Yeah, no, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And, you know, it's always great to connect with you. And we always have like, you know, good chats. And, you know, before we start recording, we were talking about, you know, the topic to talk about. And you mentioned like, you know, Christmas time, you know, Christmas for a lot of people is enjoyable, but there are still people out there that, you know, it's a bit, bit of a difficult time. They might be by themselves. They might have lost someone around that time. You know, there's many different factors. You know, I mentioned like the cost of living things. Some people might not be in a situation where they can afford to get people certain things or their kids might want certain things. And then, you know, all of that, that comes with it, you know, balancing over and out, trying to get it right. Um, yeah. So where would you think, you know, like, where do you want to start with that? Yeah. Well, let's just start with first. Um, I've had friends of mine who've lost loved ones uh, this year due to, to various things. And um, it's going to be hard for them for that the Christmas spirit season um, get a lot, a lot of memories of past Christmases of, of spending together with those loved ones and, and having that, that finality that knowing that you won't be spending time with, with that person anymore. It, it, it's tough. It's, it's, it's devastating. And, um, so a lot of us feel like we should just bottle that, that pain up and, and not tell anybody and just suffer through it until January 1st. And that's just not the way to do it. Um, there are so many people out there that feel the same way that you have, that lost a loved one and uh, don't know how to deal with it and, and suffering in silence. Um, the best thing to do is, is to reach out to a friend, reach out to a coach, reach out to a therapist, reach out to someone and express what's going on. It is not a weakness. It's a strength. When you can express something, a problem that you're feeling inside and getting it out, you're going to feel so much better about yourself. So that's the message that kind of I want to talk about today with you, Adam, is, is that is that pain inside. And we all feel it. We all feel it. We all have had that pain. You know, a lot of us have this idea that this the Christmas season has got to be some sort of magical, perfect event. And, and it's not that way. We're human beings. That's, that's impossible to have. So we have to embrace the imperfections of the holiday season to really enjoy the holiday seasons. And in, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about the topic. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I enjoy Christmas personally. I, I like the, you know, the excitement of it, but then, you know, I, I, I think it's quite, it can be quite a stressful time. You know, you want to try and get things right for people. I don't know. Like, I think it's, it's trying to manage, you know, because cost of living has gone up in the UK and kind of pretty much everywhere you know, things are more expensive. So it's like trying to, 
okay, balance things out more. And that can be quite stressful. So then, you know, we're not, you know, in debt or out of pocket or, you know, we can manage okay whilst, you know, getting people things that are nice. But then, you know, like like you said, I'm aware that there are people out there who might not have family or friends to go to. They might, you know, have lost someone who, you know, around the Christmas time or just lost someone in general and they want to spend that time with them or they might have had a breakup or, you know, or people might not be in a financial place to be able to do certain things around that time or afford certain things. And, you know, I think it's a very tricky time for a lot of people. But I think like you said, a lot of people, you know, feel lonely or, you know, might need to be around people that they can trust, but they might not have people in their circle or they might not feel like they can rely on certain people. But I think a lot of the time people in that place, you know, if you go to maybe a volunteering center or somewhere where other people are going around Christmas, you might be experiencing the same things that they are. That's a great point that you brought up uh, with the volunteering. Um, the easiest way to get out of a funk is help somebody else. And that's a perfect example of it. Um, there's always somebody that has it worse than you do. And if you can go out and maybe buy a couple presents for, for some kids in orphanages or volunteer at, at a local food bank or, or, or whatever, or, or volunteer in the community, just by doing that, getting out of your own head and, and helping somebody else out, that's going to go a long way in the healing process. I think that is, is a huge thing. And, and I think that you'd bring up the present uh, aspect of it and, you know, and this might be kind of a cliche thing to say, but, you know, it's not really about, it shouldn't really be about the, the, the great present that you're buying. It should be, you know, the togetherness uh, of the event and whatever that you give the other person, if it's with love, it should be accepted that way. And it doesn't have to be, you know, brand new Ferrari or whatever else kind of present that you feel that you want to give to somebody. It's more about the love that you can share with the other person. That's what it's really about. And, you know, especially with this time with you, you mentioned inflation and um, I'm in the, in the U S and, and I'm feeling it. You know, I don't pretty bad myself. And I live in Southern California, which is a pretty um, high cost of living anyway on, on a good day. So it's, it's, it's tough. And um, you know, I want to buy presents for a lot of people uh, but I have to be mindful about being on a budget. I'm I'm an entrepreneur and uh, my income goes up and down. So, you know, I have to, you know, really look into that, you know, when I buy presents. But I, I just go into it with the the idea of like, look at I'm I'm giving this present with love. Um, not so much that I'm trying to buy the biggest present. I'm not trying to compare myself to other people. I think um, I think that's part of the issue that we have during the holiday season. We try to compare ourselves to other families and what they're buying for their families. And then we feel inadequate if we're not buying the same level of presents for our, our friends, family, or kids or whatever. Um, and it's not, shouldn't be about that. It should be about the love that you give. It shouldn't be comparing yourself to another family. It should just be about your 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 personal joy for, for the season so that's that's what i feel on that yeah no i think that's that's a really important point and i think like you said a lot of people almost like competing and they're judging sometimes based on the gifts that they receive or give and that kind of thing and it doesn't always matter like you said you know it's those moments with those people um and it's nice if you can give a gift, uh, but that's not like the be all end all. And, you know, those moments of the people might be having a meal, might be, you know, telling someone, you know, that they're doing a great job this year. You know, it doesn't have to be, like you said, something that's, a, you know, a materialistic item. As such, it could be, you know, just giving someone a hug and saying thank you. Or, you know, it, I think a lot of people put a lot of stress on items and things and, it's those moments and experiences that you have with people, isn't it? Because you can replace an item, really. Yeah, you know, it, it, it is. I mean, it, it's going back to comparing yourself to other people and everything like that. But um, 
you know, and, and it's also about having fun traditions that, that doesn't necessarily have to cost money. Like one of the things that I, I love to do, and I sometimes do it by myself, is um, there's a place uh, where by where I live where they have uh, great Christmas lights. And uh, there's there's days where I just walk, you know, the area and just look at the Christmas lights and watch the joy of the kids and the families enjoying the Christmas lights and, and taking a walk and a lot of people have hot cocoa and just kind of enjoying the situation of, of the time and and the Christmas music that's playing over 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 the area. Um, what traditions do you have, Adam, that you enjoy during the season? Traditions we um, we tend to have like uh, Christmas markets in the UK. Like we kind of have like these stalls that I've in my hometown in uh, Nottingham, like a country in the UK. We have like Christmas market, like a German Christmas market. And I used to love going to there and, you know, having like, because it's a different, you know, thing. We don't always see like, you know, say German cuisine in, you know, in the UK. So it, it's quite nice, quite festive, like um, mulled wine. You ever tried mulled wine? Or it's like, um, it's like uh, orange and it's like star and easy. It's like an alcoholic drink. It's called mulled wine. I've never never tried it. You said it's orange. It's, it's they add orange to it. It's alcoholic, but they add like yeah. orange to it. Um, it's star the, anise. The, the fruit orange. It's not the color. Yeah. Of it's not orange. It's the fruit. They add the, 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 the actual fruit, fruit orange. Yeah, interesting. And it's it's a it's a wine um, in in uh, Germany. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's from Germany. I don't know where it originates from, but I know it's like a Christmassy drink that we have over here. So that's quite nice. And, you know, Christmas markets, uh, they have like lights turned on. So they have like, you know, Christmas trees up with lights, you know, lights switched on. So I tend to go to those like, you know, Christmas markets. Sometimes they're very, very busy. So, I mean, it, it depends how you, you know, how you feel on the day. But um, yeah, that's what we kind of tend to do. And then like, what do I tend to do? I'll have Christmas with my family and I'll probably go to my girlfriend. So I kind of have like kind of two Christmases in a way. Um, but I know, you know, not everyone does that and everyone has their own routine, but it's, it's interesting, you know, to see what different countries do and what people do, isn't it? Absolutely is. Uh, what do you do? Oh, well, before I answer that question, I want to ask you a question about the, the uh, Christmas markets because I love food. What kind of German cuisines are we talking over there? They have, um, well, those sausages, um, can't remember the name of them. Those quite you know the long sausages they have like the really mm -hmm. long ones they'll have like beer and like steins yeah. uh chocolate uh pastries and they have like yeah that's what i can remember really but it's they do loads more like donuts like fresh like i know donuts are more american but they mm -hmm. usually have them there but yeah mainly like sausages and hot dogs and, and crispy um onions and like pulled pork like bratwurst yeah yeah you know what you're describing is, is stuff that we have in october we call it Oktoberfest, and we have you know german uh influence coming in with different different types of beers and different you know people wearing lederhosen and all kinds of good stuff so it's interesting do you have uh do you have do you have the Oktoberfest as well or is this more of a christmas thing for you guys they we have Oktoberfest over here but i don't think it's as big. I mean, I know like pubs and I know pubs and restaurants take advantage of it. Some pubs yeah. will have an Oktoberfest event where I think the people will dress up. Because I know when I worked in a bar once, they had like an Oktoberfest thing. So, I mean, it's not a massive, massive thing, but I think there are some festivals. I mean, the UK is quite big on festivals. So there'll be like festivals and, you know, music and things like that around that period. But then there'll be like Christmas festivals and music in certain places. Yeah, dude, I love, you know, the different uh, cultures, um, the German culture, all, all kinds of cultures. Um, I live in a, a melting pot area where there's culture from all over the world that come live in the, the area I live in in Long Beach here. And um, so we have, as a result, we have some great food um, that I love. So I'm always exploring different foods so when you talked about uh, german cuisines i'm i'm very curious on what you're talking about because 
I love to partake in that kind of thing. But going back to your question about uh, tradition, my traditions in um, Christmas time, well, uh, it's it's changed quite a it's changed a little bit um, uh, over the years. My my father passed away a couple of years ago, so I used to spend Christmas Day with my father, and I would do Christmas Eve with my mom's side of my family. My mom um, and 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 dad have split for for you know, gosh probably close to 25 years or so. Um, so I've always done kind of a split Christmas that way where I'd spend uh, Christmas Eve with my mom's family. And then uh, my dad um, side of the family, we didn't have very many. So normally I would spend it just with him on Christmas day. Um, so, you know, the last couple of years, I'm just kind of finding my bearings with that uh, due to the fact that I don't have my father anymore. Um, so kind of starting a different tradition on that. Um, I think leaning on, um, uh, my friends a little bit more, um, on Christmas day, I think a couple of years ago, I went over to a friend's house and was with their family and real, I'm really close to their, their kids. Um, matter of fact, I'm godfather to their oldest, um, daughter. So, um, I'm very close with them. So I, I think the past couple of years I've been spending Christmas day with them. I'm not sure if that's the case this year. I don't know what they're, what they're actually doing. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I, in my life, I've had to uh, deal with the, losing a loved one and, and kind of changing that tradition. And um, what I do for myself in that, that situation, I try to um, think about, you know, some positive memories that I, that I shared with my father on Christmas day. And, hold those memories bright and, and celebrate it um, and not look at it as a, as a, as a sad day, but celebrate it, you know, just think about them in, in a positive light um, and uh, move on with it, with a different tradition. And I think that that's, that's helped me, but not forget the past traditions I had with my father um, and just think about the, the good times. How about yourself? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's important, isn't it? You know, like uh, thinking of the good times and the memories and, you know, and doing, you know, things for yourself and not, not forgetting those good times, you know, is, is, is key and important. And, you know, I, I think in the recent years, you know, and also, you know, it's nice that you can go, you know, visit your friends and do things as well. I think that's important and, and things, but like in the recent years, I, 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 I used to work in hospitality. So I was always working during that period. So like, I used to like it, you know, seeing other people, you know, having fun with their family and, you know, kind of adding value to that, that experience. But that was quite, you know, it used to be quite a stressful period because you might not have enough staff and, you know, people want to get the service right. So only in the last couple of years, I, you know, I've, I've been able to have, you know, Christmas time with family more so. Uh, but I, I, I tend to, you know, have it with my, my mom and my, my, brothers that I live with uh, my grandparents come over and you usually go for a walk you know I think it's quite a big thing I don't know if people do it in the states but we people usually go for like a walk you know Christmas day walk or something or they'll go to the beach on a walk or something like that so we usually do that in the morning and then have like uh you know breakfast books fizz uh or my usually breakfast like smoked salmon mm. toast scrambled egg I love it. Smoked salmon. Oh, yeah, you're doing I, it up. Yeah, smoked salmon, scrambled egg, book like Prosecco. Um, what else? And that's about it for breakfast. And then like, you know, uh, my mum's my side, all vegetarian or vegan, well, vegetarian mostly. So I've like corn roast, um, which, mm, don't mind. It's not the same as turkey, in my opinion, or things like that. But, but yeah, it's... um. I, I quite enjoy it. I think the only thing that I don't like is that you lose, I find that you can lose track of time and what day it is. Cause I've got holiday booked over Christmas for work. And I know that I'll probably forget what day it is or, or, you know, over Christmas, everything's kind of up in the air. Then after Christmas, it's like, it hits you in the face and you're like, oh, okay, well it's, it's January now. Okay. Do you find that? Or have you found that in the past? Absolutely. And uh, you brought up memories. Uh, you know, we're talking about being in the hospitality uh, industry. I was in the hospitality industry. I worked for uh, Disneyland. 
and uh, talk about stressful with the staffing issues. Man, it was brutal. And um, I, I can never, I'll never forget it to this day because they have, they play that same parade that they did when I was working there. And I have, uh, I, I have uh, memories, uh, anxiety memories of that parade. And it brings it back when I hear the, the, the song they sing, uh, due to the fact that right before the parade, you know, I worked on Main Street, um, you know, the beginning of the park there. And that's where they would have the parade. So right before the parades, uh, my uh, my area for food was busy because people wanted to get their food in before uh, they watched the parade. So we would be at lines out the door. And I remember after, when the parade started, then it would and then it would die down and I would hear the song that would sing and I would just like be exhausted because we, we went intense for the first for the last two hours of helping all these people. So I, I know that, that, that feeling, and I know that feeling of um, not being able to um, be there for the full day uh, for uh, the holiday period with your family because you had to go to work. I remember, you know, trying to maybe do it before work or, or after work if, if everybody was still up. That was the problem with, for me, though, is like I would get home and everybody would already be in bed because I'd be getting home around 11 or 12 at night. So that, that was tough. Uh, but, you know, I was young and, you know, it was fun to kind of do, do the work. Like you said, uh, you mentioned the fact that, you know, a lot of people were having joy. I mean, Disneyland's the happiest place on earth. Um, so, you know, it was, it was fun to living through the eyes of the, the families that were there. And I tried my best to, to keep that attitude that way because, hey, you know, I'm, I'm providing a service here. I'm getting paid to do a service um, to... Uh, to extend that magic, so to speak. And, and uh, it was important that I did that, even though sometimes I felt like, oh man, I'm kind of stressed out the, the deal, but uh, I made it through it. It was, but overall it was, it was, it was pretty fun uh, stuff. As far as what we, we do for eating, um, generally on Christmas Eve, it, normally we do more of a, 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 a Hispanic, uh, Mexican uh, uh, cuisine. Uh, so we do tamales and enchiladas and tacos and, and burritos and stuff like that. Um, and uh, my family, uh, I know that there's a lot of there's a lot of families that with Christmas Eve, they they don't really go to bed. I mean, they just spend time with each other and they kind of just fall asleep together. And they go, and that's a kind of a cool thing for them. My family's not that way. They like to go to bed. So um, generally speaking, I think we normally cut Christmas Eve around nine or 10 and, you know, kind of go our separate ways. And then Christmas day, um, probably a lot more mellow for me. Um, I love walks. So you, you mentioned that, that that's a thing in the UK that you guys go for walks. I love walks. I go to walks all, I go to walks all year round. I, I just enjoy it. It helps me be present. I'm thankful to be in a climate where you can walk, uh, all year round, so to speak. I and mean, even in the winter time, you might have to wear more coats, but um, it's still definitely doable, which is a beautiful thing. So yeah, I love, I love to take walks and stuff. So, um, but you know, interesting that the fact though, um, I don't know if you feel this way, Adam, but sometimes I feel a little low um, right after the Christmas season. Cause you know, you, you know, you're in that, you know, you're in that period before uh, New Year's, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, and you kind of feel a lull on it. And, and so to speak, you know, people like to have New Year's resolutions and, and that type of thing. And I think that, uh, you know, sometimes I do and other people do feel that pressure on, on putting that on us. And uh, what it has helped me through that period of time is I don't, I like to set resolutions all year round. I like to work all year round so that when January hits, I'm not doing anything different. I'm still working hard and doing the things that I'm doing and I'm not putting that extra pressure on myself. I think that I've learned that footing through the years. I don't know about you, how you feel about that. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. You know, you mentioned with like New Year's resolutions, I think there's a lot of pressure on people to, you know, think, oh, I need to set a New Year resolution. And, you know, I will set, you know, some I have some New Year's resolutions in mind that I want to work towards, but you know, half the time 
I'll write down like a list of like 20 different things. And then sometimes you find you haven't even done half the things you've written down. So I think it's, you know, by maybe having, breaking them down and what we're doing one at a time, it's it's easier, but you shouldn't have to, I think, do it because it's the new year. I think, like you said, it should be an all year round thing that you just do, you know, to set goals and tasks and things like that to try and work towards. Because I think like I found that like in the new year, there's like can be sometimes a slump period. I mean, I think, you know, last year I, I spent a lot of money on, you know, probably gifts for people and things, which, you know, I don't mind. But then sometimes there's, you know, you think, oh God, I've, you know, I've only got so much left or or whatever. But it's it's that, because it's that excitement, isn't it, for that period. And then you might be like, oh, I've got to go back to work. And, you know, there's that as well. You know, I, I I luckily enjoy what I do. You know, it is stressful at times, but it's that you spend time with your family and, you, you, and you're not thinking about work or other things that you have to face. And it's, it is, a, I think, a difficult time afterwards for a lot of people. I would say, uh, like, January is, like, the, the longest month or something like that, or, or the hardest, I think, month, because it's after Christmas. And I think people, is also with that, people like putting up the... Um, Christmas decoration, there's like, you know, enjoyment in that. It feels good. It was festive. So when, you know, you're taking them down, it's quite sad because you become attached to that kind of environment and that feeling, if that makes sense. And some people are even putting up decorations now. And, you know, I think it uplifts. I know some people who put them up early. It helps how they feel in their mood. So it's, um, I think there's many factors that come into that. You know, I think... Obviously, people might indulge more, you know, eat more, they might drink more. And it's that kind of come down from that, isn't it, really? I think as well. Oh, yeah, I think you're, you're hitting it right on the head with that that come down feeling, you know, you this merriest time of year, whatever you want to call it, during the Christmas season. And then it's just, okay, now it's over. Now, like you said, put, put away your uh, Christmas decorations and then move on with yourself. Um, so yeah, there, I think there is a little bit of depression that, that sets in a little bit there, but you know, I, I, how I look at it is there's always something to look forward to. I mean, I, I think that January is a, is a new beginning, you know, you can start over, you can start fresh, you know, you can start fresh any month. Um, but you know, you just look at that as January starting fresh and, and giving yourself that grace, you know, that, that, that if you are feeling that depression or, or whatever, whatever feels that you're feeling, give yourself that grace to, to give you that time to say, you know what, I'm in my feels right now and it's okay to be in your feels. It's, it's perfectly fine. Um, but when you start to go down that rabbit hole, start to think about, you know, the gratitude or the great things that are going on in your life, because, uh, January can be a great, uh, great, uh, spring step for a, a beautiful year for yourself and if you fall you know with your resolutions oh well no big deal no big deal it's just a resolution that you had within yourself you know what and sometimes with these resolutions you're learning you're learning different things about yourself and I think that's the most important thing we're a working progress to the day we die we got to remember that that we're human beings we make mistakes um, Sometimes when we set resolutions and we go down that path, we realize that's not what we wanted to do. And that's okay, right? I mean, we, we tried it and it didn't work and we move on. And I think that is, that is the best thing to do. And the, the, the best and not all the thing, the best thing to do is, is have goals all year round. Set different things. Make yourself uncomfortable all the time. Um, that way, you're not putting so much pressure on yourself in January that you have to do some grandioso thing. You do it all year round, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah, no, I exactly agree. And I think, like, you know, it, it can be all year round. And some goals or things that we set might take longer than a year. You know, they might not. you might not get them done in six months. It might take longer than that. It depends what it is. And it's okay if you don't get those certain things done. You know, there's always, you know, next time around. And I think, you know, like you said, there shouldn't be that much pressure put on people to get things done and i think some people might everyone's different but some people might feel like they have to set goals because another person's setting goals or whatever and 
or, or a certain amount of goals and it has, it's quite a deep personal thing within yourself isn't it and there's any and you and you can set these anytime and like you know in january like talking about like you know low points and it is a clean it is a clean slate i like you know january as well it's a clean slate like you said and it's a fresh start where you can kind of seize you know new opportunities and things like that i mean last january was hard for me because i i caught covid so i had christmas and then i had covid for like you know after new year's eve and then the lords here we had self-isolate i think it was so i i was you know in my girlfriend's place and it was the longest period, you know, that we spent together, you know, because we like, you know, dating and things like that and seeing each other the weekends. So, I mean, that, you know, when you spend time with someone for a long period of time, you're not used to it, you know, in a relationship, that can be a challenge because you're not, you're just both not used to it. But, you know, I pull through and things like that. But I feel like, you know, you, I feel like we learned something and grew in that period. But that was, that was difficult. You know, I think a lot of people around that period as well, we're getting COVID and uh, I mean, I don't want to talk about COVID on the whole podcast, but you know, that was, I think a tricky time last year, but yeah, it's, it's, it's what you make it, isn't it? I think at the end of the day, it's what you make with your time and what you choose to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you, um, you made a good point, you know, was, you know, the, with the isolation. So how did you guys make that work? I mean, sure. There was a more of a, a higher communication between the two of you to make it work i would imagine right because you're you know using the same bathroom so you know the toothbrush and the toothpaste you know i'm sure your she puts it a certain way and you put it a certain way and you, how you make your bed you know and everything like that so how did you get through those times because i'm sure there was some some frustration uh between the two of you because of uh, because of that because you're 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 in a situation where you're learning uh with each other at a rapid pace so how'd you make guys make that work ask a question i think i think it's just communication really like you said and talking about things and just being open and like i said you know we've all got different ways of doing things we'll behave differently so i mean yeah there's there's straight frustrations or you know people clash and stuff like that but i think just talking through things and just communicating really i think that that's key you know, in relationships, I think that's key with ourselves, isn't it? You know, communicating and listening to ourselves uh, with what's what we feel is right, that you know, the right thing to do and kind of following that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, especially in, in, when you're dating, you know, when you're first dating somebody, you know, you both have the your best foot forward, your, your best impressions. But when you're put in a, a pressure cooker, so to speak, is what you were put in with your girlfriend, you know, the, 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 the mask, so to speak, is taken away, right? You're seeing your, you're seeing your true selves. And I think um, from good or bad, and I think that uh, could be a good thing, right? Because if you're in a situation where you look at it and you're like, you know what? Maybe we're not compatible, you know, because of X, Y, and Z. But another another situation is, wow, we went through this. We did it was tough, but you know what? Um, our love is growing stronger. So uh, it sounds like in your situation, it's brought you two closer together because you were able to work things out. When you're talking about the communications and everything like that. So I think that's a that's a beautiful thing in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see. I mean, that's a good way of like seeing it. I mean, I think. Yeah, things difficult situations can bring you closer, can't it? And sometimes, as a couple, or or even as an you know individual person, you know, like difficult times can force you to grow uh, and learn, which I think you know is is important. And it's always an ongoing process, isn't it? And I just had like a random question pop in my head about Christmas. Like, was there anything that a favorite present that you got at Christmas as a kid or growing up or anything like that or anything that you ever wanted? Favorite present? Um, or you know, or if you experience? At, if you asked me at uh, 12 or 14, I probably could give you an answer on that. That's a tough question uh, now as, as an adult of what my favorite present is. Um, you know, I have to say that my mom and uh, stepdad are, are extremely generous uh, during this time of year uh, to me. And I'm very extremely grateful for that. Um, 
But that being said, I, I don't have a favorite present that I've, I've, I've gotten. Um, but I will, will, will say again how, how completely generous uh, my mom and stepdad are to me and I'm extremely grateful for that and, and all the stuff that they give. Um, but more than that, it's just kind of what, um, what, what I do sometimes with my, my stepdad and my mom is we'll watch a movie early in the morning together. I mean, my, um, my stepdad and my mom, they don't watch movies. They, that's just not their thing. But um, one day a year they will. And so it's kind of fun that we kind of do something that's kind of out of the ordinary that we only do once a year. Now, I, I like to watch movies. I don't watch movies that often, but I do like to watch uh, a movie uh, now and again, um, way more than they do. Um, so what I normally do is I'll pick a movie that I feel like they'll like and, and we'll watch it together. And I, and it, it's kind of a cool thing. Um, but how about you? Uh, is there a present that sticks out in your mind that, uh, since you asked that question, obviously there might be an idea in your head. Uh, to be honest, I, I really look forward to getting socks and, uh, boxer shorts. You're that, you're that kid, aren't <laughs> yeah. you? You like socks. <laughs> I can tell I... you right now. That was my yeah. least favorite gift is stocks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm grateful for, you know, for anything really. Like, I think it's different when you work and if you want something, you'll get it, you know, you, yourself. But I like, I like getting like aftershave, you know, like spray. Um, hope, hope people can hear me. Oh, I'm sure. um, yeah. Aftershave, like spray. Um, but like now, like my socks and box shorts kind of, I'll stay at my girlfriend's place or I'll stay at my mom's place. And then they kind of like just get distributed and then, and then we'll end up like losing them. Uh, so that's kind of what, you know, I like, I like, it's always good, but I think like, yeah, like I, I like watching Christmas movies. I like watching family. We tend to watch like elf quite a lot. I love um, the elf. That's a great movie. Yeah. Elf. Um, Home Alone. Another great favorite of mine. Yeah. You say Die Hard? Say Die Hard meant to be like a Christmas movie. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a controversial uh, topic, right? Or a lot of people say that it is or it isn't. Um, and I feel like it is what it is. I mean, if you feel it is a Christmas music movie, then it is. If you feel it's not, then it's not. I mean, it's just uh, I have the beholder there. Um, yeah, Die Hard's a. It's been a while since I've seen Die Hard, but um, I'm a big Bruce Willis fan and. Um, I, I, you're a little younger than me, Adam, but uh, um, the 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 other the other guy on that on that um, the other actor there, um, he was on a, a show I used to watch as a kid called Family Matters. So that brings me back as well. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Die Hard, Dry Hard's a great movie. What else? Uh, Home Alone, Elf. I watch. Um, I don't know if you watch The Christmas Story. That's kind of a fun one. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it was made in the early '80s, um, but it's it's quite popular. Matter of fact, uh, the house I just read the house is for sale. Um, that was made in that movie. Oh, really? I guess it was made in Ohio, in the states here. Um, so it's for sale. And it's for sale for uh, for uh, several million. I'm like, wow. Oh wow. Ohio is not known for their high value homes, but I guess in this area it is. I'm mean, not to bag on Ohio. I mean, there's some great spots in Ohio, but generally speaking, um, a lot of the homes are a little bit more affordable than other areas of the country. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think like if you have your house in a movie, then it'll probably add value to it because uh, yeah, there's there's loads of films, isn't there? And it's nice to share those experiences with people. Um, cause I watched, what well, I watched uh, with my brother, the, my brother's the other day and we laughed, uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. Yeah. Also, First one. you're a Will Ferrell fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. He's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell's done some great, great flicks. I mean, my favorite, uh, uh, movie that he was in, he wasn't even the star of it. Two of them actually, um, that I really love. I don't, I, I don't know if he's watched old school. Have you seen old school? Never heard of that. Is he in that? Okay. I'll if check you that. like Will Ferrell, if you like Will Ferrell's movies and you like his humor, uh, check out Old School. He's hilarious okay. in it. Um, and then uh, another movie that I like him in, where he's not really the main character. Many he was barely in the movie, but but he played a great role. Was Wedding Crashers. I don't have seen that. Oh, I didn't realize he's in that. He's in that, is he? 
Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You watch it again. Um, he's towards the end of the movie, but he, the the scene that he's in, I mean, he's just just a funny, funny guy. Matter of fact, he does not live um, too far away from uh, from me. Obviously, oh, wow. I don't live in that 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 yeah, area, yeah, yeah. Uh, that high wealth. But he he doesn't live that far away. I've matter yeah. of fact, when I was working at uh, Disneyland, I I saw him. Um, oh wow! Family, which was kind of cool. With that, when when you worked in, I mean, I've been to Disneyland in Florida, and that was a wild place. Like that was. I remember those parades you talk about, and I remember like the energy is like amazing in that in Disneyland. Like when you was there, did you like feel under pressure at all? Like I mean, like when you say your first day, or like when you got to could do the job. Like how did you kind of manage that? Do you think you just kind of do it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we 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 definitely felt uh, what was called the, the pressure. I mean, we, there there was a saying or something that the, we call uh, we're called we're not called employees, we're called cast members. So we're we're putting on a show. So um, if we were on like in the back areas, they call that backstage, okay. And then when you're in 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 front of the in front of the, we call them we don't call them customers, we call them guests. So when we're in front of the guests. We're on stage, so we're on. We're on. We have to be on. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of pressure uh, on us to perform. I mean, they were they'd have what's called secret shoppers that would come in and make sure that you hit your points. Uh, the things that you had to do was you had to say a two part greeting, so you couldn't just say hi. You'd say hi, how are you? Um, you know, something of a two part greeting. Also, if there was a child there. Um, you had to engage the child, meaning, well, you know, what, what was your favorite ride or are you having a good time or this and that? And then well, we also had to suggest a sale. So like if they brought a pretzel, we'd say, would you like cheese with that? Or if they didn't order a drink, would you, would you like a soda or, or whatever? Um, so there's things that we had to say uh, to every guest that came by and we could get in trouble if we didn't do it. And, and as a matter of fact, if even if it wasn't a secret shopper, guests could go to city hall and write complaints about us or hopefully they write uh comp they could write compliments too but they could do complaints on us so yeah there was a lot of a lot of pressure uh, on us to perform uh now we did get paid um at the time i don't know what they get paid now but we got for for what minimum wage was when i started working there we got paid pretty well there so um that that part of it was pretty good um and um, I have friends, but the, the main thing on that is I have friends that I still are in contact to this day. Um, so um, I, lo I love that period of time. We even have our own Facebook group where we kind of chat and catch up a little bit. So um, I have nothing but great things about working there. And, um, and I think it's molded me as, 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 a, as an adult. In, in a lot of ways in my business and in my and in my personal life um there's a there's a sense of of gratitude that i have to people in the food industry who are serving my food um there's a there's a way that i that i talk to people um because of the fact that i i worked in that industry and i'm sure you feel the same way there's there's a sense of respect that you give to those people because you know how hard it is. You know how hard it is working with different people um, in the public. I mean, there's people out there from different cultures and different backgrounds and, uh, you know, they treat people in different ways. And, and I'm not saying, you know, a lot of times it wasn't they were being malicious about being mean. It was you're, they're coming from a different culture and they talk to people in a different way. And you had to have thick skin sometimes dealing with people and and there was people unfortunately that were not uh, very kind to you and you kind of had to um take it in a, in a graceful manner i mean I, obviously if it, if it got out of, out of line obviously you know you want to stand up for yourself but most of the time it didn't get to that level but you know but you had to you know have a, a certain level of, of professionalism and respect and and not not cross that line on your end and, and not take it personally it's and it's hard to do i mean i i remember i i got to where they're called leads and it's basically a manager and uh and it was a busy day and i'm running around pouring ice for everybody getting everything done 
And I remember a, a guest pulls me aside and says, you're doing nothing. You're doing shit while your, 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 your employees are working hard. And I'm like, Oh my, you know, like if you only knew what I was doing, like, I'm just like running around with my head cut off and you pull me aside to tell me that I'm like, I'm not doing my job and I, and I'm just like being lazy. And it's like, wow. I mean, uh, that that's totally the opposite. I, you know, I'm running on fumes. I'm doing whatever I can to help my employees. And I had to eat that, you know, I had to just take it, you know, and I didn't, I don't know what I said. I, I don't think I said much, but I, I just took it. And, um, that was situations that I was in sometimes where I felt that way. And, you know, sometimes perception's not reality. So, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I felt the stress, but, uh, overall I had a great time. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's, you know, when you look back on certain jobs and things that, you know, you do through, throughout life, there's, it might be things like you said, like working in hospitality, working in a shop, it might be, you know, working at Disneyland, you know, wh- whatever it is, you know, you can draw a lot of skills and, and experience. And I think at the time when you're doing that position or that job or whatever it is, I think you're not aware, you're not aware of it molding you, you know, and growing you and, giving you certain skills at the time but then when you look back at it you're kind of you're drawing from those experiences and the things you experience and you're delivering that and what you're doing now and i think like you know that hospitality sector you know you're in environments and situations that you might not even face in any other job and this level of stress i think especially you probably weren't experiencing other positions to, to that same amount and I think like there's a lot of growth in those areas. And I think everyone should be doing, you know, at least a year in hospitality and working with people. There's a lot of communication, you know, like you said, there's people who've done, you know, standards and expectations. And you're gonna, you know, like you said, have people who might be shitty with you and say things and you have to kind of, you know, be professional and try and, you know, deal with that situation best you can. And I think sometimes you can kind of think in the back you know if you're not careful you might die yourself and then you know but when you've got a job to do or you've got something to deliver i remember one time we had a function in a hotel and i remember i i put an order through for like scones you know like scones like mm-hmm. pastry um and i put too many orders through so the chef made had to make quite a few and i think there was like three that i didn't need and he called me like an effing idiot he's like are you an effing idiot to my face and i was like okay chef i was like he was like yeah but you're you know swearing at me and i was like oh, you know sorry chef okay you know swallow that and then go back out to the public you know go to the table and that was tricky that was hard but like you said through those situations um i don't know it's how you it's how you grow isn't it and you know i think communication is a big thing i think you know, coping under pressure and communication is what you can take from a lot of things, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, stress stress tests you, and, and and people handle stress in a different way. And um, you know, in in you're talking about the the, the back of the house, the the kitchen staff, um, they can be they can be crusty. Uh, um, and and um, I have empathy for people that work back there because it is hard work and it's extremely stressful and it's fast paced and it changes and it pivots and, and they have to do this and they feel like they're doing this right. And then all of a sudden the, somebody comes back and says, they don't like it. You redo it. And you're like, ah, oh. and you're, you know, you got six orders in the back and you have to prioritize. So, I mean, I understand that the stress of, of that level is that, but, um, you know, in the end of the day, um, what I've learned, working back there and working in the front of house and, and what I'm doing now. Um, you can only do what you can do. You know what I mean? Like if you're giving it 110 and and it's not um, it's not there, you know, you, you just gotta tip your your cap on it. And and the the, the one thing that I've learned when working in hospitality and working in what I do now as a coach and a speaker. Um, is uh, owning it, owning owning your mistakes and saying, hey, you know what? That's on me. Uh, I forgot to put the order in, but you know, I'll put the order in now and let me see if I can get you a, des- a free dessert uh, for my mistake. 
Um, same thing with my coaching business. If, uh, I do something, you know, that I don't know if that's kind of a different situation, but if, if, you know, but if in, in, in a situation that I do something that people don't like, or, or when I'm doing a speech and people, people might feel controversial, which not really, but you know, maybe, maybe I say something that might upset somebody. I own it. You know, I own, I own, I own my actions. And, and I think that when you do that, when you own your actions and you own it and you own it with the back of the house too, and you say, Hey man, that was on me. Um, for most part, people calm down and do, okay, cool. You know, and everything like that, especially with the, the customers, the guests, wherever you want to call them. If you say that, Hey man, I, I own it. I'm busy. You know, pe people most of the time have empathy for you. They see it, they see it's busy. Um, and you know, they'll give you slack, but you got to like do you talk about with your girlfriend, you got to communicate, you got to communicate what's going on. And I think if you communicate and do what you have to do, um, it makes it easier on yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's taking that accountability, isn't it, for your situation and what mistakes we've made. And I think there's a lot of learning in that, isn't there? You know, taking accountability, making mistakes and, you know, making mistakes is how, how we learn, isn't it, really? And, you know, like I, I talk to people sometimes, you know, who say looking for a job or, you know, they're trying to find their thing and, you know, might, you know, build themselves up to think this is how it's going to go but it might not go the way they want it or, you know, or they might think this job is for me, but then realize it's not what they want to, you know, how, how do you think uh, people can move forward to that? Cause you know, people, people are trying to find what they want to do, but they don't really know. And they're trying things out and get knocked back. Cause I know I've experienced that. Yeah. I mean, I think I've experienced that in my life as well. Um, and, and that goes back to giving yourself grace, um, and trying different things out and, um, and trying to temper your expectations for, for things, go in there with an open mind and see what it looks like. And don't, don't judge it before you really, really know what you're, you're getting into. I think is extremely important. And I think that especially for younger people, um, you know, with society, we have this thing where we want them to know what they're going to be doing for the rest of their lives in their early 20s. And I think that's a disservice, um, really, because a lot of these kids are going to be totally different when they're getting their 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s. They're going to be different people. So to expect them to know what they want to do in their 20s sometimes I think is 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 asking a little bit much i mean there's people out there that do know what they want to do and are excited about it for all their life and they're 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 lucky and they're grateful for what they they're blessed for what that they if they found what they wanted to do at a younger age but sometimes people feel their 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 true meanings in their 30s their 40s or 50s and we can't get back down on ourselves about that the only thing i can say is um is to, to, to experience different things and going out and doing everything and, and, and not, you know, having this pressure about having to go to college right away. I mean, I think I, I have a college degree and I, I, I'm glad that I got my college degree, but I feel like there's people out there that, that are going to college because they feel like they have to, and maybe they should go out and, and travel a little bit or, or, or get a job and, and figure out what they want to do before they go to college because college is very expensive and, and it costs you a lot of money when you're out of it. And, you know, the, the worst thing that could happen to you is you go to college, you, you, you get all this debt and then you get in a job that you really don't like and you're really stuck because you got to find something because you got to pay this college debt off. So um, it's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, uh, going traveling a little bit and doing some other things before you, you go to college if, if you're not feeling it, I, I feel like that's, or, or not, or going into the trades. I mean, I feel like there's sometimes where people put that down, like they're going into the trades and, the, and I think the trades are a great profession. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that don't want to be in front of a cubicle or in front of a computer and they want to be out and about building things. And, and, um, and, and I think that's wonderful. And I think that those are, those are the positions that that are going to be hard to be replaced by computers is 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 working 
as a as a plumber or or a welder or or, or jobs like that. I mean, I think they're so specialized that they, you, you need humans to, to do it. I mean, eventually, maybe in technology that might change. But I think in the foreseeable future, we need humans to do those jobs, and they get paid very well to do those jobs, and they should not be looked down upon them because. A lot of people like to do that, and sometimes they're embarrassed to go down that route because other people saying, "Oh, that's you know, that's beneath, that's not beneath anybody." You know what? If you want to do that work, it's very good work. You make good money, and you're using your hands. You're building things. I think that's fine. I think it's great that you, you do it. Follow your passion. Don't worry about what other people think about it. Yeah, no, I love that, and I think you know, following your passion, trying things out, and like you said, finding a trade you know, it's good. And I think like you said, you know, live life a bit, you know, and try different things out, try different jobs. And, you know, if people want to go to college straight away, then fine. But, you know, like you said, a lot of people don't know what they want to do straight away and find out, you know, later in life. And we, you know, shouldn't feel pressured to go to college because, you know, friends, family or society, you know, forces you to be that way. I mean, I, I went to university in the UK. I did criminology for a couple of months. And I didn't feel like it was for me. I, I I just kind of didn't fit right. And I I came back and, and you know, came back home and left. And I felt bad for doing that, but I had to kind of follow whatever I felt. And it's it's a tricky one because a lot of people are under pressure. And yeah, you, you know, you mentioned it's expensive as well. And then you don't want to be in a cycle where you've got all this debt and you're doing something you don't like and you're caught in that cycle. Um you, know, you can get out of that cycle, but it's it's not a nice place to be. And like you said, you just need to you know live and experience a bit and do do what's right for you. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody's different. There's people that that enjoy going to college that don't regret it at all, and that's awesome. Yeah, that great, good for you. I mean, I think that's awesome. I think you found what what you wanted to do at a young age, and that's great. You're blessed. But uh, other people, it's not that way. Other people need to find some experiences, need to get some work under their belt, need to get do different things before they find out what they want to do. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay that you have your passion and it was your passion in your 20s, your 30s, and maybe it's not your passion in your 40s. And that's fine too. The thing is, we, we just got to constantly reinvent ourselves and figure out what we really want to do because we're on this planet for a short amount of time. And a lot of times we're in the past or we're in the future and the, where we need to be is in the present, where we need to be right here, right now. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything that you're, you're like working on, Paul, you want to, um, you're doing anything in your, because I know you've been doing loads of like Yeah, I mean, um, I just did a real, real big event, a summit uh, where we had about uh, 60, 80 people there. And we were, it was all about taking back your, your, your story, uh, taking back your pen and writing the story that you want for yourself, not for anybody else, for yourself. And that's the, the crux of my coaching program. I want people to realize that they're the author of their own story. So it's time to get out of autopilot, take back your pen and write your story, how you want to be written. Cause we're only here on this planet for a short period of time. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to have one, another one coming up in, um, probably in February, I don't have any, uh, solid plans, but, um, I have a Facebook group called rewrite your story. And we do have virtual meetups. Matter of fact, we had one on Wednesday where we allow a space where people can share. And then sometimes we have a special speaker like this uh, time we had somebody talk about the stories that we tell ourselves, which was extremely helpful. Uh, this December, I haven't had a date yet, but we're going to talk about, you know, goals and what we want for the new year and maybe have some fun about the holiday season. So that's going on. So rewrite your story, Facebook group. I know that Adam, you're, you're a member and I thank you. I interviewed you on there uh, a few months back and it went really well. I got a lot of good feedback from it. No, no, you must welcome. It's, it's great, you know, being on your show and having those chats and yeah, I love everything that you've been doing and, you know, I, I think like with your group as well, it's nice that people can share their story and other people can collaborate and get involved in as well. And that's awesome. And, you know, I just wish you like continued success with, with everything you And, you know, I'm, I'm always grateful to have you on my podcast to be on your, you know, I'm grateful for our friendship and um, it means a lot. To 
It, it means a lot, lot to me too, Adam. I was, uh, I was ready for your question. You didn't ask it, but I'm going to say it. Uh, I'm reading uh, "Live Like a Monk" by Jay Shetty right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was going, I was going to say to you, do you have any books that you read in? Yeah, I'm reading that right now, and uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's really nice. uh, putting um, some good perspective for me. Yeah, I think I saw. Hey, on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, great, Adam. I appreciate the time. I, I know that I know that we, we got to go. So yeah, um, yeah, sure, I sure. The time, my friend. Yeah, I, you too. You. It's always you been too. fun. You too, man. Take care. Right, Cheers, okay. everyone. Tune in.